track and it's all mixed up so i have no idea <laughs> like we're actually like <laughs> recording like episode like seven I but think. we only have episode three edited out so we're gonna read the comments uh from episode three now this is the day after the same day so there's not all the comments aren't there i guess if we get any good ones we'll read them on the next one yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to read the comments on this. you want me to read them? Sure, yes, because I cannot talk. Okay. Travis <laughs> Linscombe, uh Hey, hell yeah, I'm so stoked for Possession. I'll do, uh, I'm due for a rewatch, so I'll watch it before the show. Awesome. Yeah, Travis Linscombe's a really cool guy. So. Eddie Daniels, do you and Brandon make an entertaining duo? Please have him back in future videos. Um, Halloween 78, Halloween 3, and Halloween 2018 are my favorites in the franchise. Not bad choices. Um, Burns. Next time, can we play You Spin Me Around or something in my house from Dead or Alive? Something in my house is perfect for Halloween hour or Halloween 3. Also, uh, Sig Sig. Spudnik produced by Giorgio. Uh, what is that song? I don't know that. Wait, let me read it. Wait. Oh, yeah. Marauder. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Marauder is a great used in Ferris Bueller. Is that the dum dum? Mm. They use that. Do they use that in the Great Outdoors too? Maybe. And yes, Durfan is an awesome movie. To me, the best of the Mondo releases. You would like Durfan for sure. And then uh, Andre um, Tarlowski. I like this pairing. Thank you. Thank you. So that's a few questions. We didn't get any suggestions for Halloween, but one we got one. We got, we got one. one. Yeah, we got one. That's a good bad. one too. So basically, we're doing something a little different. Um, usually, I play. He plays the song for me before. But uh, so anyways, I guess I'll introduce the movie, then I'll get to hear the song. This time for the 80s Tehran track, we're doing kind of an odd one. Now, this is 1986's Devil's Honey, directed by Lucio Fulci. Not exactly a horror movie, but definitely a thriller in the vein of bonkers, weird Euro trash. It's definitely made by a prolific horror director, but Fulci was kind of a journeyman in a lot of ways until he found his niche in horror films and he accelerated at it and made some of the best horror films ever made. This is a weird time for Fulci because he was on like a streak and he got really sick. I, I think it was either a hepatitis or something along those lines and he was out for a while and he wrote the script. The script was, I think, made into another movie and then he liked the script so much when he came back he decided to make The Devil's Honey. This is completely something that Fulci wouldn't typically do at this time. It's nothing like his other movies before or after. Although, like I said, he dabbled in all genres from westerns to uh, Euro crime to sword and sandals and fantasy. He mostly stuck with horror films after he struck gold with that. So it was kind of strange. Every once in a while he'd dabble in like new gladiators, just like a sci-fi futuristic kind of running man style thing. Um, I, mean, I said rollerball, more like it. But so, so Devil's Honey is just really odd. It feels like it should be directed by Joe D'Amato, not Lucio Fulci. It's it's a bizarre film. It has Brett Halsey, who he worked with a few times, and uh, I think I can't think of the other actress. It's just a weird film, uh, and I don't even know how to go about it. I think it's very funny, uh, saxophone, um, bisexuality, rape, you know. It's cruel and mean and Fulci's kind of streak, but it's also not much like it. Coming from the guy who made Zombie and Beyond and Four of the Apocalypse, you can see the mean streak in there, but you really can't see a lot of the themes that really belong. It's just a fucking weirdo movie. It's The Devil's Honey from 1986, and it fits in a weird spot in Fulci's career because after this he'd make stuff like Enigma and just and like the the TV movies. So I don't know. Um, this is the first time you. I don't. Did you want to watch this? Did I show you the trailer for this <laughs> you, or something? I, yeah, I was trying to remember like how we came about this. Like, I think you showed me a trailer 
And I was like, oh, we need to watch that immediately. It's not really a horror film, but I feel no. it's also awful that this is your first like look at Fulci. <laughs> it like, is. Everybody's first look at Fulci <laughs> was Zombie or The Beyond or something, or even like his Gialli. But this is just not Fulci. It, it, it's Fulci, but it's not Fulci. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't seem right. So what are your initial thoughts on the movie? Um, basically, the entire time I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Just the entire time, I was like, okay. Um, I mean, the I don't remember a single character's name at this point. No, it's been a while. No, it's been a little bit. Um, but um, the main woman, batshit crazy. I think she was actually crazy in real life. Brett yeah. Halsey did not like her very much. In really? The he definitely said He said everyone else was great except her. Well, she didn't seem right. She had those crazy eyes. She, you can tell. You can tell. You can tell. <laughs> That's so bad. You can tell. It's like when you look at Klaus Kinski, you're like, that boy ain't right. <laughs> he ain't right. He ain't right. Uh, <laughs> I don't want that guy around me. He's just not right. So uh, let's hear the song you chose. What is it? Okay. Um, uh, the song I have picked. You, for... you got to play it for me. Oh, I got... oh, you're right. We're doing this differently. Yeah, you got to play right. it. I'm going to play it on hey, my phone. We'll okay. play it on Alexa or no? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, Alexa. Play Songbird by Kenny G. The fuck? Here's Songbird by Kenny G. Don't know this. On Amazon Music. said this song doesn't have any lyrics. It's Kenny G. There's no lyrics. It's all saxophones. What is... Alexa, volume four. You should explain a bit about the song when you want. Okay. Listen. That way we so, can hear. Oh, perfect. Yeah, okay. so the song I have chose for Devil's Honey is uh, Kenny G's classic signature song, uh, Songbird. It uh, peaked at number four in the Billboard charts in the summer of 1987. Um... There is, I mean, if you think of Kenny G, you're going to think of this song, um, really put him out there on the map. Um, he released a few albums before 1980, this is off of his 1986 album, uh, Duo Tones. Um, he released a few albums beforehand, didn't make much of a splash, but this one really entered, put him out there on, on the uh, music scene, and now of course everybody knows who Kenny G is, and um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Obviously, you picked it because of saxophone, right? Absolutely. Completely sensual, I, right? Well, I mean, I was more so I was trying to find a song with like lyrics because yeah. that's typically what you know we do. We can yeah. talk more about it lyrically. However, I was like, a movie about a saxophone. I have to use Kenny G. I have to use Kenny G, and I love Kenny G. Did I tell you that he wished me a happy birthday on my 18th birthday? I'm going to be honest with you. I know the name, but I don't know who Kenny G is. Well, that's because you are lame. How dare you? <laughs> is it Kenny G, the one joke that uh, David Spade had on SNL when he's like, I heard Kenny G's releasing a Christmas album. Happy birthday, Jesus. Hope you like crap. Oh. <laughs> is it Kenny G? Yes. Is that the Kenny G joke? You like crap. I mean, li- listen. What year I, is this song you said? This is, well, it was released in 86. Um, the but same year as this movie. Yes. However, it didn't become popular until the summer of 1987. Um, it, but did come, it didn't become popular until it played in Kmart yeah. radio while you were shopping. I feel like I'm being roasted in this video. I feel like I'm being judged. I, I um, mean, I'm the novice listen, when it comes to Kenny G. Listen, I am the expert. I'm the expert, Kenny G. Trust me. I mean, I literally was talking about... When we, and, he said he the, wished you a happy birthday? He did. I. That's how, much, that's how cool I am. What I wanted for my 18th birthday, I'm like... 
Mom, KG's coming to town. I need the tickets. And I went there, and he was signing. Uh, he wished me. He was signing autographs and stuff, and he wished me happy birthday. That's Greatest cool. moment in my life. You also met um. I met lots of people. Yeah. I've met Shannon Easton. I've met Weird Al three times. Yeah, that's cool. He's awesome. He's super cool. Shannon Easton's really cool too. She's really who'd nice. You, who'd you meet recently? Oh, I met uh, Stacy Q. Yeah, Stacy Q. Stacy Q. Yes, I yeah. sure did. Everyone I meet, they just die. I met Gunnar Hansen. Well, I met David Hess. It's I met nice Joe Milano. I met George Romero. I met Gary Claw. They all died like shortly after, within like a couple years after I met him. Cursed bitch. I have a cursed bitch. Cursed bitch. <laughs> well, I wanted to. <laughs> well, I'm. I know. I know you're making fun of me for my song choice. No, I mean, I, I know. I heard it, but it's perfect for this it's movie. I mean, yes. Because but, the saxophone plays a huge part of it. It plays absolutely. a sexual part of it. It's sexual, and this song is very sexy. Don't you feel sexy with this song playing? <laughs> um, I don't have anything else to say about this song. That's a problem with this song choice, because there's no lyrics to like really go deep into it. But I also chose this song because like of my love for smooth jazz, which I talked about when we did the Halloween one. And oh, Halloween, yeah, yeah. And Halloween yeah. 3, I love the use of the smooth jazz throughout the movie. <laughs> Well, you know what's really weird about this movie? Like, the movie is, like, really, like, just perverse and fucked up, but it does a couple things you really don't expect, which are kind of, like, a little bit... They're much better than you would think. It's yeah. much better... The movie's actually... It's actually a good film. It's entertaining to me. It is. It's just really off the wall and bizarre. It is. Um, and it shows you kind of faults you can do anything. Uh, the initial... It's basically this guy who's a famous, famous musical artist. He plays the saxophone. He's super sexy. He has a hot girlfriend that he basically rapes whenever he feels like it, including uh, for sodomy, of course. That's not new for Fulci. In fact, what I'm trying hell? to think that there's for sodomy in um, Contraband and maybe even another one of his movies. I can't think. Um, so, so there's anal rape in more than one of Fulci's films. Great. So basically there's that. And then the fact that it makes sense because the end reveal. That you find out mm -hmm. that there's some sort of bisexuality going on yeah. with him. And that's why his producer yeah. hates the girlfriend. Um, He's a catty bitch. And he is so catty. <laughs> like, in fact, everybody's either crazy or catty in this movie except Brett Halsey. I love his relationship with his wife. And Brett yeah. Halsey was like a, a famous a actor. Take a cab and fuck off has got to be go down in history as one of the best lines that we've talked about and so I far. And I think we say that to each other every single time take we a see each other. Take a cab and fuck, fuck off. off. Every time somebody else is driving. <laughs> and somebody here says, take a cab and fuck take off. Take a cab and fuck off. So basically, Brett Halsey is basically a sexaholic as well. And he's supposed to do surgery on the jazz guy after he has an accident. And he fucks the surgery up because he's drunk. I think uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, something like that happens in that film. Um, except this is better than that. Yeah, I'm kidding. But no. um, so, so essentially what happens is um, the girlfriend holds him responsible for the death of the sax, kidnaps him, puts him through all these weird sexual exploits, but the fucked up thing is he seems to kind of enjoy it, and so does she. It's, it's a weird sexual dynamic, and it's fucked up, and she beats him and drowns him. I think this would make a great double feature with Night Killer by Claudio Fragazzo, even though that movie's even more silly and ridiculous. Um, I don't think this movie's really silly. I think it's sleazy and weird, and... It's um, a, the saxophone sax has got to be one of the best moments that Fulci had. Yeah, I I mean I basically it's like a really weird like softcore porn type of movie. Yeah. Um, and it's just like okay, every time <laughs> we were watching this, I was like, what the fuck is happening? It's fucked. It's like like we said, it was it's not a horror movie, but no. it's, it's like, you know a thriller. It, it, it's horror, Jason. A horror. No Jason. one else would have it. 
Yeah. It's it's weird. It's weird. I mean, it's a year-old <laughs> cult film, and there's a lot like that. I mean, if you like the sleaze, I mean, almost all the uh, films at this time in the mid-'80s had a lot of sex and yeah. sleaze and stuff like that. But it crosses in that territory of BDSM and stuff like yeah. that. and. A lot of psychological trauma from all the characters being messed up. Um, the lead actress is just completely over the top and bananas. Um, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Absolutely. I mean, I will say... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I will say what I don't want to say. I don't know. Um, but basically... Oh my god. Sorry. You wanted to do this one. I did. I didn't even want to review I'm this I'm sorry. One. My brain does not work. Pro- because this movie was so traumatizing. I know. Um... <laughs> No, but it was just just as we were watching this, I was like, "What is the purpose of this movie? What is going on? Why are we here?" Well, I mean, I do think they bring up some interesting concepts about you know, like the, the sexual degradation and enjoying it, and like also wanting oh, sure. to die, and also sure. like the power struggle between that, like yeah, because he is constantly like sleeping around, and I don't remember if he has the angle of wanting to be a masochist before he meets her. Maybe she turns him. I'm not sure, but he definitely had a really huge sexual appetite and everything yeah. like that he could never be satisfied but by the end of the movie basically he's like begging for it yeah it, it's 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 uh yeah. unpleasant it's unpleasant yeah it's an unpleasant movie I guess you'd put the music's great the, yes I love that they use the theme song from the movie like throughout the entire film and you know all too well that I play it all the time now there's an every day there's another great saxophone riff in a uh, 80s horror movie called I can't it's not forbidden uh Forbidden uh, World, um, the Roger Corman produced one, where there's literally a sax a guy playing saxophone and it's cutting to like two, three different things. It's like a montage and like just people having sex and he's playing the saxophone in his room and there's like somebody doing a, a medical experiment. It's hilarious. Sounds like we need to watch it. No, I'm not watching that. Absolutely. Not. I am not <laughs> watching that movie a third time in my life because you know what? For some reason, but there's a saxophone. Jeremy picked it for like the blind spot because he couldn't remember what was what. He, he picked Fantastic Planet, Fantastic. Uh, world and forbidden world because he knew that two of them were good and he couldn't remember which was the bad one and the Corbin one supposedly the, the crappy one but it was just so weird that I had to watch I was like I already seen this why am I watching this for a second time now I gotta see it a third time possibly but it will happen next week I think or not, not next week but the next one that will be up after this one is gonna be Day of the Dead because we watched that and we have everything lined up for it but this one will go first um, so, so like this, what song would you guys pair up with The Devil's Honey by Lucio Fulci? I would like to know. I, I was trying to find a song that had lyrics in it, and I'm sure I could do it, but my mind was just like, saxophone, Kenny G. It has to saxophone. be. Saxophone. Saxophone. That's Homer Simpson. Sa- oh, Saxophone. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have any songs that I would pair up with this. I'm trying to think of songs that I would. It would definitely be like a crazy sexual thing. Um, let's just put it, uh, There's not Brown something. Sugar. Make a dead man come just from that line, but that's not appropriate for this either. A necromantic. Is if we ever do necromantic from 1987, the York Buckaret movie, it's gotta be Brown Sugar. Make a dead man come. Or you could probably find. Oh, when did that typo negative song come out? That's gotta be. You never heard the typo negative. That's gotta be way past the 80s. I'm sure of it. Maybe. It's way past the 80s, I guarantee it. I'll look it up. Anyways, that came out way later. You ever heard that song? Typo Negative, Loving You. is like It was after the, the 80s, and no. It's like Fuck the Dead. Okay. Well, um, this is going to be our shortest video ever, yeah, and I told I mean, you I didn't want to do it. Well, I did. So I Sorry. guess I didn't I mean, win on that argument. 
I like the movie. I like it too, but would like I, I watch said, it again? I don't know. Yes, I probably would. That was the second time I would watch it a yeah. third time. Probably it. Yeah. Okay. The Sever Blu-rays looks great too. I mean, it sounds. It great. was good. It was good. Yeah. I will. I was actually. I love the. Uh, it was like, oh my god. I cannot talk today, English. so I just should have stopped. That's the cue. That's like a sign. The Stacy cue. We'll call that the Stacy cue, and that's a sign to stop. Oh my god. What were you gonna say? I, I don't even know what I was going to say. Let's cut it. We're done. Uh, you're done. We, we are done. You are done. I, <laughs> I'm, I want to say more, but there's nothing much more I, to I, say I said, about that's it. I just, <laughs> see, after you review a lot of stuff, sometimes reviews are two minutes, sometimes they're 40 minutes. Well, This is, seems like a two-minute one. I just love Smooth Jazz, and I wanted to watch it, and it was the 80s, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, like I said, I really don't have that much to say about this movie. Yeah. I, I, it's a weird time for Italian filmmaking in general because it's like a transition period. Like the mid-80s were strange. They still had some really good ones. Like Michele Suave, all his movies came out after this movie that he directed. I mean, he had Stage Fright, of course, um, and uh, The Church, The Sec, and Cemetery Man. But he was like the last guy that made a lot of good stuff like that. Yeah. Demons uh, 2 came out the same year from Italy. What else came out in 86? I mean, there were still a handful of good ones. Blood Delirium, I think, came out after this, 87. That's 88, right? 88, somewhere 87, 88. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there was a lot of good stuff still coming out, but it was starting to change. Yeah. Starting to morph. And yeah. after this, Fulci's movies seemed to be getting even cheaper. Yeah. Like Enigma. Enigma literally has a scene with killer snails. <laughs> okay. 87. I mean, yes. And, I don't even uh, know what to say to that. <laughs> so, anyways, it's, uh, <laughs> we're done. Yeah, I will say this before we cut it. We're we're gonna go ahead and dub this because uh, I can't remember any um, characters' names. The main saxophone dude. We're yeah. gonna dub him the Kenny G of Italy. Kenny okay. G of Italy. Okay. So you call him Kenny G a rapist? You call him no, a, you call no, him a never. I would never do that. No, 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 no. I would never do it. No, I'm just saying he. Worse than David Spade. Quando sono tornato dal fronte la marina mi ha regalato questa medaglia Me l'ha data al posto della gioventù che ho lasciato nel Pacifico George, è solo l'amarezza che ti fa parlare così No Jennifer, la mia non è amarezza, è rabbia Una rabbia sorda che non riesco a vincere Ho visto troppe atrocità, troppi delitti commessi sotto i miei occhi a sangue freddo Per poter avere ancora fiducia negli altri anche tuo padre questa sera mi ha fissato a lungo. Lui, come tutti gli altri, vedeva in me la personificazione della guerra. Di tante morti avvenute senza una ragione plausibile. Oh, certo, ci hanno accolto con la banda municipale, i bambini della scuola che agitavano le bandierine. Ma è bastato voltare l'angolo, entrare in un bar a bere una birra per cominciare a sentire gli sguardi di quella gente pesare sulla mia vita. Un tizio, uno di quelli che deve aver fatto un mucchio di soldi con quella sporca guerra, è arrivato a dire, ma perché non te la levi, Giorgio? Guerra è finita, togliti con l'uniforme, torna a essere un Il primo che si accorgerà di non amare più l'altro dovrà buttarlo via.